we got something special that's going to happen here in just a little bit. We're going to have a baptismal. I know typically we, we have it on the last Sunday night, but I had somebody come up and ask me to be baptized. I'm like, man, when they're asking to be baptized, we're ready to dunk them. Right? You got a donut and milk, you're ready to dunk it. You don't, you don't wait around. You, you, get a, you get after it. It presents itself, you get after it. And that's what we're going to do. We're going to follow Christ today in the baptism service. We're going to look at the, uh, the book of Proverbs, chapter 2, verse 1. If you want to turn there, Children's Church is being dismissed right now. You can follow Pastor Kirk and Pastor Jennifer to Children's Church. Friday and Saturday, if you wasn't here, you missed it. Heard some incredible anointed singing, preaching of God's word from four different speakers that was just phenomenal. Just phenomenal. It was just top shelf. You could have put these guys in any conference around the world. They'd have knocked it out of the ballpark. It was just, it was that good. And uh, I appreciate all the efforts of everyone that uh, put that together. All the workers, musicians, singers, preachers. It was just a blessing. Givers, that's right. Givers, it was, it was awesome. And I appreciate what God's done. How many had a good week so far? It just started today. I'm having a good week already. I got up earlier than I wanted to. Had to shave. How many men, let me ask you this. How many men hate shaving? I hate shaving. I just, I'll be honest with you. I started when I was like 13 with a little electric razor. I don't know why I'm telling this. 13-year-olds with this little electric razor. We were over, I think it was Jacksonville Assembly of God one night. We were going to sing, and my razor had, had went dead. The battery went dead on it. Uh, I've seen this done before. Give me that, give me that razor of dads. And so I went over and get, I put shaving cream all over my face, and I just shaved real good. And you can imagine what I looked like afterwards. Now I knew why dad had all that toilet paper all over his face everywhere. I had cut myself to pieces. I walked into church, my whole mustache, which was just peach fuzz at the time, was just a, it was just a Kleenex across there. It was all messed up. And I was like, I'm not doing that ever again. And thank God, I think 52 years old, I think I've, I've shaved one other time with a, a razor. And I hate that. But that, that electric razor in the morning just feels great. And I'm just like, no, it don't. I hate shaving. I'm just being honest. Hey, shave. But we've had a good day so far. Besides me having to shave today, get presentable and everything, we've had a great day in the Lord. Praying in my office. God come in and visited in my office. I'm just like, wow, God, you're an awesome God. It doesn't matter where I'm at, whether I'm in my truck, my, uh, my car, my, my office, my, my, the sanctuary. God will show up. He's ready to talk to me wherever I want to talk to him at. Sometimes when I don't want to talk to him, he still shows up. Thankful for them moments too. If you'd stand with us, we're going to read Proverbs chapter 2, beginning at verse 1. My son, if thou wilt receive my words and hide my commandments with thee, so that thou incline thine ear unto wisdom and apply thine heart to understandings, yea, if thou criest after knowledge and liftest up thy voice for understanding. If thou seekest her as silver and searchest for her as for hidden treasures, then 
shalt thou understand and fear of the Lord. Then shalt thou understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. For the Lord giveth wisdom. Out of his mouth cometh knowledge and understanding. He layeth up sound wisdom for the righteous. He is a buckler to them that walk uprightly. He keepeth the path of judgment and preserveth the way of his saints. Then shall thou understand righteousness and judgment, equity, ye every good path. Today I want to talk to you a little bit about being a wise guy. Father, I thank you, Lord, for your word. I thank you, Lord, and when we'll search the scriptures, you'll reveal yourself to us. And God, I ask you, Lord, today, as we present the word that you give me for this congregation, no one is here on accident. We know that. God, these words are for these people. I ask you, Lord, because your word is already anointed, you anoint your servant that I can present the gospel in the way you would have it presented. I ask you, Lord, for the seed of the word to go down deep into fertile ground today, Lord, that it will spring forth, Lord, what you want it to come up. I ask you, Lord, to hide me behind the shadow of the cross, anoint our ears and our eyes to hear and to see what you have to say to us today. In Jesus' name, everybody said amen. amen. Let it be so. You can be seated. Usually, when someone calls us a wise guy... It means they're not happy with us. We've done something to get them upset. Probably by giving them some smart aleck answer. I better hear some amens or I'm going to think you're doing this. Right? A wise guy. You know, I was growing up seeing things on television. A wise guy was, you know, something to do with the mafia. You had the hit men. You had the wise guys. I really couldn't tell the difference. They all looked mean, and they'd beat people up and, and shoot people and all that. So I'm not sure the difference. I looked up the difference in, in, on the Google, and I really couldn't find a difference there either. They're kind of intertwined in the mafia as a wise guy. I'm not talking about a wise guy in the mafia. I'm not talking about being a smart aleck, being a jerk having a smart thing to say. I'm talking about being wise in the Lord. God gives us wisdom to do what we need to do. If we'll just lean on him, if we'll just lean into the word of God, if we'll just hear his voice, he'll give us the wisdom that we need. But it's right today. I need somebody in here to be a wise guy. I need a bunch of somebodies in here to be a wise guy, a wise gal. And when I say wise guy, I mean girl and boys. We're, we're going to that, that family bathroom, you know, where boys and girls can go to the family bathroom. This is what I'm talking about, wise guys. It's for boys and girls today. As we look into the book of Proverbs, we gain a better understanding of God's wisdom and how we benefit from being wise guys. The end result will be lots of better things if we can put God's wisdom into practice. So we're going to be diving into a lot of areas of life where we need to apply wisdom to. As a quick background to the book of Proverbs, about 3,000 years ago, King Solomon wrote the majority of this book. About 25 to 31 chapters are attributed to him. So how did Solomon get to be so wise? I mean, know that Solomon was the wisest one in the world. That's what the Bible told us. How did Solomon get so wise? 
Well, you can flip over to 1 Kings 3 and 5. And you begin to read. Anybody have that for me? Somebody read that for me. 1 Kings 3 and 5. You have it, Taylor? No? Anyone? Quick, quick on the scriptures. Should have printed this down. Go. Keep reading. Go, go down about verse 13. That was all in there? Was that incredible? Was Solomon there? He's praying and asking for, recognizing who he is. There's so many different things just in that right there. He recognized who he was, first of all. we got to recognize before we go to the Lord, who are we? Who do we think we are? Without Christ, who do you think you are? You have to understand your shortcomings. Drew in himself has a lot of shortcomings. I can do a very few things. I, I can't sew anything. I tried to sew it. I don't know how to make knots. I don't know. They do this in Rangers and everything. My boys all know how to sew, you know, whatever. I, I don't even know how to make a knot like that. I make knots on my, my trailer, you know, for construction and stuff like that. It always comes loose. I'm pulling over two or three times to retie it because I don't know how to tie knots. I hate knots. I want them to be tied like shoes so I can just untie them and they don't get knotted up. I realize my shortcomings. I, I don't know. that When we realize, like Solomon did, his shortcomings, and God, I need wisdom. He didn't go for the riches first. God, I need a new house. I need a new car. God, I, I need a new air conditioner. I, I need this. I need that. God, I need a new job. I need a new wife. I need a new husband. I need... You need wisdom. 
You need wisdom. You know, 31 years, if it didn't teach me anything else, you know what it taught me? I don't want another wife. That's a good statement and a bad statement. First of all, I don't want to have to go through with all the things I went through. I don't want to do that again. The other thing is, I can't remember. I just don't want to go through that again. (laughs) What a prayer Solomon made. He was praying, God, I want more of you. I want more of you. I want more of you before I want anything. I just, it just boggles my mind when I kept reading this scripture over and over. How does this dude realize I need God more than anything else? Because God, this is the same problem we have today. People want everything else and then they want God. You hear me all the time. Put things priority. God first, then your spouse, then everything. I, I preach this all the time and I read it right here. And Solomon got it right. Solomon got it right. God, I need your wisdom first. Without wisdom, how are we going to read the book? How are we going to read the book and realize what it's saying? How, how are we going to rightly divide the word of God and to live it out, take a scripture and live it out? How are we going to do that without wisdom? I found out in studying this, God showed, showed me these scriptures and I was like, okay, I, I got this. I know and the deeper I got into it, I said, I know nothing about this. God keeps showing me. This is awesome. Wisdom is one of the things that the first one of the first things we got to have. I believe I believe it this strongly. When God draws you, when Jesus is drawing you to salvation, He's imparting a little wisdom to you right then. He's imparting a little wisdom to you, letting you realize I need a Savior. That's wisdom. That's wisdom. Solomon saying, "I want to know how to judge the people that I'm ruling over." I'm young and inexperienced, and I need your help to judge things right. He was showing wisdom just by asking God for wisdom. He was already a wise guy. He was already showing himself to be wise. And what I love about this, he said, I'm young. I'm inexperienced. I don't don't know what I'm doing. I don't know any young person that says that nowadays. They all know it all. They all know it all. And then when they get done, they mess it up. Well, it was somebody else's fault. Come on, somebody. I'll use Brother Norton saying, come on, somebody. You know I'm telling you the truth. How many times in our life do we come to God seeking an answer to a prayer that goes something like this? God, I need you to give me that big house down the street so I can say, look what the Lord has done. Right? God, do this miracle so I can brag on you. That's, that's what we need. Well, it doesn't seem to be a bad prayer, but we might pray something like this. God, I need a healing in my family so, I can sh- so you can show up, show out, and everyone will know that you performed this miracle. Again, not a bad prayer. I don't think it's the first prayer we need, though. We need wisdom. One of of the other things that seems to hit us every day of our life is God's timing. God's timing is so aggravating. Aggravating. God God put these feelings in me. I can say what it is. God was angry without sin. I'm not angry. You get aggravated. God, I see this perfect plan. You didn't show it to me, but I see it. And if you'll do this, 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 in this timing... We'll give you glory. 
Thank you, Jesus, for doing it now. Isn't that the way we do it? I need a job now, God. I got a bill right now, God. I, got a, I need a healing right now, God. I'm hurting right now, God. And you know what? He's that kind of God. He still listens to us. He'll answer. Sometimes he doesn't answer the way we want him to. He shows up in ways that we, we don't expect him because we ask for it in a certain way. Instead of seeking him for wisdom. God, how do you want to fix? I, I know it's your word. There's things in the word of God. We know that it's God's will for everyone to be saved. Don't we know that? It's in the word. So there's some things we know is God's will. So God, I know it's God's will for certain family members to be saved. But I'm not saying certain, all of them. I'm, I'm saying certain people, whoever. Whoever needs, needs to be saved. I know that's God's will. But I want to see it now. God, you see what they're doing right now? They're destroying lives. Destruction's following them. God, they need wisdom. But it's not happening when I want it to happen. God, give us wisdom to let God work in his time. Let God do what he wants to do when he wants to do it. I'll just say this. There's things we don't see and we don't understand. I said it today. I said, when God... We, when God does something and we see it, we're like, wow, that's God. And then he's doing other things, and we're like, where's God at? The same God that we've seen do something is still doing something. We're just not seeing it yet. The problem is we're seeking God's blessings for the wrong reasons. Solomon knew he had to rule Israel. And realized that he couldn't do it with his own might, his strength, or wisdom. He recognized his inability to judge Israel without God's wisdom. So many times going through life, trying to make the right decisions, trying to live your life for God, trying to buy the right house, trying to buy the right car, trying to choose the right man, the woman, boyfriend, girlfriend, all the while believing the scriptures that God will give me the desires of my heart. Oh, I stand on that promise, God. But we, move, we miss the wisdom right before that. And all you Bible scholars can quote the scriptures, Psalms 37 and 4. Delight thyself also in the Lord. Wisdom. Wisdom. There's the wisdom in the scripture. Delight yourself in the Lord in the persons of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Ghost. Delight in the perfections of God, his power, goodness, faithfulness, love, grace, mercy, and wisdom. Delight yourself in the Lord. We forget that part. We're to delight ourselves in the Lord, in his works of creation, providence, and redemption, in his word, in his gospel, in his truth and ordinances, in his house, and in just worshiping him. Delight yourself in the Lord. That's wisdom. And each of these we need to delight or pleasure or to attend to, to, to contemplate, to mediate. I said mediate. Meditate on the Lord. I know I said it wrong. I couldn't think of what it was. And delight thyself in the Lord. The whole scripture says, delight thyself in the Lord, and he shall give thee the desires of thine heart. That sounds like a condition. We need wisdom before he's going to give us what we need. Give us what we want. 
Hallelujah. I'm trying to stay in a time frame here. He will give you the desires of your heart if it's according to his will. Woo! There's another one. Some more wisdom right there. It's got to be God's will. He knows you better than you know yourself. God, I'd look good in the Bentley. I'd look good in the mansion. You know what? And I'll say this. I know I pick on mom and dad all the time, but they're just easy targets, and it's funny. So I was telling them the other day, I said, my dad loved me so much that he would pray for me. And one day I was down on my knees praying. He come and laid his hands on me. He prayed this prayer, and I'll never forget it. He said, God, if he ever chooses to backslide and turn on you, kill him now. Lord, is there any other dads up there? I, this one I'm not sure of. He was telling the truth. He loved me so much he'd rather see me dead than not living for the Lord. That's a powerful prayer. That's a powerful prayer. It scared me down the backslide. God, I don't want to die. I, I'm going to stick with you. I always tell him you can't beat Jesus into time. He scared Jesus into me sometimes. Gill's commentary said, such to relate to communion with him and to the communication of more grace from him and to the enjoyment of eternal glory. It's all in that same scripture. It's wisdom that's in that. Delight thyself also in the Lord, and he shall give thee the desires of your heart. So we see Solomon. Sister Metza read it for us. He gained his wisdom from God along with honor and riches. You know what? It sounds, sounds very familiar to me again in another scripture. That Matthew 6 and, 30, 6 and 33. I'm starting to understand some things here. But seek ye first the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. There's enough right there. Seek ye first the kingdom. What was Solomon doing? He was seeking for wisdom for the kingdom of God. He wanted to have right standing. He wanted to do the right things for God. So he's seeking for the right things. God, I need wisdom to lead your people. I can't do it on my own. I don't know how to do it. Lord, it's got to be in your wisdom, your ways. I'm going to seek you first. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. I like the last part. All these things are going to be added to me. Well, again, let's go back to the cars and the house, all these things. I'm sorry, that's not what it's talking about. He's talking about your needs, your food, your water, your clothing, all of these needs. And you know what the basic needs are like? We're so spoiled here in America. We are. We're so spoiled. We're rich. The poorest person in here is richer than, than so, much, so much of the rest of the world. And we all agree with that, but we don't understand it until we live it. I challenge anyone this week, go home and shut your electricity box off. Shut your water off. Strip down to your pants and T-shirt. I'll give you that much. I don't want to see any more than that. Take off your shoes. Sleep outside this week. Stay outside this week. And by the way, don't go in for any food either. See if you can catch a rabbit without any tools. You're like, well, Drew, that's just crazy talk. 
there's a lot of the world that's living that same way. And we, we're just, we're so blessed. We don't understand. We don't understand the blessings that we have. We got to give God thanks. That's a whole nother sermon. But all these things will be added to you. Solomon recognized that he needed wisdom before he needed riches. He was a wise guy. What Jesus is saying here in Matthew is, I will supply your needs if you will seek the kingdom work first. How does that look, Drew? Seeking the kingdom work. What is kingdom work? We should be leading the lost. We should be getting the good news out. We should do, be doing the great commission. We should be doing all these things. That should be our focus, not just to help this one or that, that one out or this one or that one out. Yeah, we should be feeding the widows. We should be taking care of the orphans. These are all things we're supposed to be doing. Are we doing them things? Are we doing kingdom work? Kingdom work looks a little different than, now than what it did back then. Or I think it does. First of all, none of us are in robes, so there's, there's one thing. But kingdom work looks like the old wife beater shirt coming in here with tattoos all over their face, earrings plugged all over their body. I guess they had some leaks and they had to fill them up. And they come down here to get prayer and need salvation. That's kingdom work is when we start discipling and going after the sinner going after the needy. That's kingdom work. Going after the widows, helping the widows, the orphans. That's kingdom work. Solomon, I'm glad he shared his wisdom with us. At this point in his life, and he's writing these proverbs, he's letting us know how it all happens. When you have wisdom, you can have just about anything else you need. If you have wisdom... You'll not only be able to make money, you'll know how to keep money. You'll know how to use money. Don't let money use you. You'll know how to use money the proper way. If you have wisdom, you'll be able to develop fast, uh, long-lasting relationships. How many know, I'm just going to throw this out, it hit my spirit. How many know when to shut their mouth? It's wisdom if you know when to shut your mouth. I remember Taylor, oh, poor Taylor, pick on him now. Taylor, when he was little, he had a babysitter that watched him every day, and, and uh, it was his aunt, and I would tell Taylor something, he would say something, something else back, and she could see, she had wisdom. She could see I was just about to kill this boy. And she would stand behind me shaking her head at Taylor, no, no. Telling him to shut his mouth. Shut his mouth. No, no. And inevitably, he'd, but dad, <laughs> she goes, I told you. She was trying to impart wisdom. Sometimes we need to know just when to shut our mouth. Sometimes we need to know when to listen. Open up our ears and just listen. If you have wisdom, you'll know what to say and when to say it. If you have wisdom, you'll know how to make good and right decisions. If you have wisdom, you'll be able to sleep at night because you won't be dreading the consequences of your actions the night before. I went to bed last night not dreading anything. 
just thinking about what I was going to eat for breakfast. But last night I went to my mom's house and she fixed me pancakes for supper. So I was like, ah, oh, they don't sound good today. They won't sound good in the morning. A clear conscience, peace, joy. You can lay your head on your pillow and not worry about anything. You know what? Because you didn't do things wrong. You didn't make bad decisions. You didn't talk to someone the way you shouldn't have talked to them. Consequences of your actions. So where do we get wisdom? Obviously, you know what I'm going to say. It's in the book. It's in the book. If you come into my office and want to talk about anything, and it doesn't matter what problem in life you want to talk about, because I'm going to say, the Bible says, the Bible says, I don't have any earthly wisdom to tell you, this is what you need to do, that's what you need to do. I'm going to say, the Bible says, because what the Bible says is what's going to carry you through. The Bible says is what's the wisdom that you need in your life for you to make them everyday decisions. The Bible says what the Bible says is going to help you to keep your mouth shut, your ears open, and the consequences of your actions from the night before won't be an issue because you didn't do something wrong. Because we're doing what the Bible says. The Bible says the devil is a liar. I got video Taylor about four years old preaching. The devil is a liar. Next thing you know, Satan come over to me. He's pushing his brother down on the video. It's really funny. But the devil's a liar, and he got the message out. Proverbs 14 and 12 says, There is a way which seemeth right unto man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. Wow. So how do we get to that point where we think our ways is the right way to do it and not what the Word of God said? Here's the funny thing. If the Word of God says it, my granny, she stood like this tall and white-headed. Her name was Granny Abney. I don't know if she had a first name. It was Granny. But Granny Abney would say, if the Word of God said it, then I believe it, and that settles it. I heard somebody else said, if the Word of God said it, it doesn't matter if you believe it. It still settles it. I'd rather believe it. I'd rather believe it. I've run out of time. I'm going to finish this tonight. We're going to talk about this. We're going to hit these verses we read today a little bit more tonight. 